This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas at Savim Tavshim Peves, and the last Shabbos of the year, we learn how Meshurbein, on the last day of his life, he's giving Chayshol his final instructions. And we find in Periklami Pasukibes, Pasuk says, Leiba Shemayim He. The Torah is not in Shemayim, Lamer, that we have to say, Mi Yala Lano Shemayim that we would say, could we possibly climb up to the heavens, and take it for us? And Meishavayim is telling us, the Torah is not in Shemayim, that you have to go up to take the Torah. And as Rashi says, and if it was in Shemayim, it is so important that you would have to go up. But it's not, do we need to go up to Shemayim to get the Torah? There's an amazing zayar on these words, and he points out that the Rashi Tevis of these words, mi yala is Rashi Tevis Mila. Mi Yala Lano Shemaima Mila. And as far as I wonder, what's the Zayar pointing out? What could these words, could be possibly go up to Shemaim to get the Torah, have to do with Vris Mila? So there's a fascinating to first Janison, from Janison Eifschitz, and Pashas Lech Lecha. It brings down as follows. Over there, Akash Baruch Hu's telling Avram Avinu that he's going to have a child, and he should give him a Vris Mila. And the Perik Gizayim Pesach Aleph, at the end of Pashas Lech Lecha, the Pesach says as follows, V'yir Hashem el Avram, Hashem appears to Avram, V'yir Avram, and he says to him, Ani Kel Shakai, I am Hashem, coming with the words Kel Shakai, Yishalach Lefani go before me, V'yay Tomim be perfect. And V'yayson Ayyashas asks, this is the first place that Kosh Baruch introduces himself with his name of Shakai. Why over here does he introduce himself with the name Shakai to Avram Avinu? And he says as follows, he quotes the Gemara from Chagiga, Yudbeis Amin Aleph. The Gemara says, Amr Abiyud Amar Rav, when Baruch created the world, the world kept on expanding, kept on getting bigger and bigger. Until Hashem rebuked it and it stopped. What's going on? This is what Rishlakish said. What does it mean that I am Kel Shakai? Rashi the Gemara says, I am the one who said to the world, die. In other words, Hashem is using the word, die, that enough, the world should not continue to expand. And explains Rabbi what's going on over here? What was this disagreement between the world and Hashem, that the world wanted to expand, and Hashem told it to stop? The Peshat is that, says Rabbi Yenison, that the world wanted to create a perfect world. Why should there be grain? You have to harvest it, and then go make flour, and then go make bread. Let me produce bread. Kosh Baruch Hu wants to produce a world, a perfect world. Bread should go from the ground. Why should it be that if somebody wants to wear clothing, he has to go plant cotton, then pick cotton, then make it into material, and then make a suit? The suit should go from the ground. And that is what the world was doing. That's what the Gemara tells it. It was expanding, which means everything would come naturally. And Kodesh Baruch said, die. Enough. Don't do that. What's what's going on over here with that? So he says, no, I created the world, and now man's job is to perfect it. I created the world. Let the man go and perfect it. And if Yenis and Ashes brings, he marshals, Medeshtad Chumah from Parshat Tazriah, where Tunis Rufus met Rabbi Kiva, and he asked Rabbi Kiva, he says, Rabbi Kiva, tell me, what's greater? Something that is made by Hashem or something that is man-made? 
that Rabbi Kiva knew what he was driving at. And therefore, Rabbi Kiva said, of course, what is man-made is better. And turned to his servant and said, really? You don't think what God makes is better? So Rabbi Kiva said, I'll show you. And he goes and he brings, he brings to the surface some grains and he brings them a loaf of bread. He says, tell me, which one would you want to eat? So the Turner Shrufus says, oh, who eats grain? Of course I would want a fresh loaf of bread. So Rekiva said, well, a loaf of bread is made by man. The grain is made by God. And Turner Shrufus says, still, that doesn't make sense. That's because you want to do it. But what about when a baby is born? Hashem made a perfect baby, a perfect body. Why are you going and giving it a bris milah? And Rekiva said, I knew that's what you were going to ask me. And that's why I'm telling you. Hashem made a human, and our job is to perfect it. And that's why we give a bris milah. Because God makes it, but our job is to perfect it. And in fact, this is what the Chinuch explains, what we're supposed to learn from bris milah. That we see by bris milah, Hashem creates the body, and He leaves room for us to perfect it. And we go and we perfect the body with the bris milah. And we should learn from that, that so too Hashem creates the neshama, and He leaves us room to perfect it. Hashem creates us with midas, with character traits, and our job is to go and to perfect it. And that's the lesson we learn from Mila. That Hashem makes, and our job is to go and to perfect it. Sometimes you hear people saying, yeah, you know, you tell them, you know, you should change, you shouldn't do this, and they say, what do you want? This is how God created me. You're right. This is how Hashem made you. And inside you, Hashem put the ability to change. Hashem put the ability to improve, to improve your midas, to improve your neshama, and to perfect it. And with this we can understand the Rosh Yateris of Miyalalano Shemaima. Could we possibly reach the Shemayim? Says the Zar, you don't have to reach Shemayim. Because Miyalalano Shemaima is a Rosh Yateris Mila. Through Mila, Hashem created us, but through Mila we perfect ourselves. And that's why, while the Rosh Yateris of these words, Miyalalano Shemaima, is Mila, the Seif Yateris, the ending letters of Miyalalano Shemaima is Yud Hey. Vav Hey, Yud Hey Vav Hey, which we know is Hashem's name. It's the Hashem Avaya of Hashem. And to get closer to that name, the way we do that, the way we get closer to Hashem, is by working on ourselves and by perfecting ourselves. And which time is better than now, a few days before Rosh Hashanah, to person to work on themselves, to perfect themselves, and this way they can get closer to their Bayashleilam. Because greatness awaits us. We just have to go and strive for it. There's a fellow named Adolfo Kaminsky. He is now 996 years old. And as a child, he was very poor. Living in France, he got a job working for somebody who would dye clothing. Somebody would color clothing with dyes. And as a young boy, he got a job there. And he was fascinated by the colors and by the chemicals and how you can make different colors with it. And he asked the owner if he could take home some chemicals. And at night, he would take home some chemicals and he would experiment with it, and then he got some books on about it, and he became an expert at this. Well, World War II started, and June 14th, 1940, the, the, the Nazis in Mach took over France, and they occupied Paris, and life changed for everybody. And immediately, Adolfo Kaminsky joined a group of partisans and the French resistance to fight against the Nazis, whatever they can do. And he became a forger. Being very familiar with the colors and the chemicals, he became a forger. He became an expert forger. Ultimately, he saved the lives of over 14,000 Yidden. Over 14,000 Jews 
by making them fake papers, false papers, passports, and the like, so they can leave. One day, 1944, they got a message. Someone from the resistance came to them and said, there are 300 Jewish children who are going to be deported and murdered in three days, unless we can get them out of here. And we need documentation. And they asked him, could you do it? And they're thinking about it, and they realized that for each kid, for each child, a passport's not enough. They needed two supporting documents, which would mean for 300 children, they had to produce 900 documents. They had to be done perfectly. And of course, they all turned to Adolfo Kaminsky. Adolfo Kaminsky thought about it, and he said, I produce 30 documents an hour. It's going to take over 30 hours to produce these documents. But to save their lives, they're going to get started. And he started to work. He started to work at it. And he realized that he can't stop for anything. And he's working straight, not stopping to sleep, not stopping to eat. In fact, there was someone there who was putting food and drink in his mouth as he was working. And every few hours, he would collapse from exhaustion. exhaustion. And they would let him sleep for about a half hour, and then they'd wake him up again. And ultimately, they managed to make those 900 documents, and they saved the lives of those 300 Jewish kids. Later on, somebody asked him, how did you manage to go so much without sleeping? He said, actually, it was very simple. I made a calculation. For every hour I would sleep, 30 Jewish children would lose their lives and be murdered. How could I sleep? And I worked myself until sheer exhaustion when I collapsed. Then they woke me and I continued. This was someone who realized that he had greatness in him and he worked it out. All of us have this greatness in us. We have to work to perfect it, and this way we can grow closer to Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.